0: Let's pursue an abundant life. Okay, before we get started on this week's episode, I just want to say, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, would you do that? As well as I would be so grateful if you left a review, if you haven't done that yet, The reviews, I love reading them. They are so encouraging. Also, really does help, one, the algorithms to know that this is a podcast that brings value to its listeners. And two, it will really help get the word out to new people that could really benefit from this message of hope, peace, and abundance. So if you haven't yet, I would really appreciate if you would subscribe and leave a review. Okay, so this week's episode is specifically going to talk about men, mostly because my audience is women, and if you are married, it's really important that you begin to really know and understand how your husband operates, how he works. And of course, today, everything that I say is gonna be in generalities. There's always gonna be some exceptions or some that something that I might say that may not completely fit. But if you really just take the message and really see how it can apply to your husband if you're not married, or if you're married, but even if you're not married, this will be great in any relationship that you have with the opposite sex. So you will really begin to understand just how they are wired and how they are different. And I know in today's society that there seems to be this very, mm, I feel like it's just like this downgrade of men. It seems like, you know, men are very much demonized and scoffed at for how they are. and, And we as women tend to be very um haughty about how we are. we and there's always this bantering back and forth between men and women. I don't always like that bantering because I think it kind of becomes disrespectful. and I am firmly here to stand in the corner of marriage and really the the only way that you can have a strong and successful marriage. And even outside of marriage, just having strong relationships really requires respect. From both parties. And I think a lot of times in our society, in general, women have become very disrespectful towards men. I'm not saying it doesn't come. It's not two ways. Again, I'm not saying it's not coming two ways, but from the perspective of who I am, I believe it is my character to be respectful to all. And because I really, here on this podcast, I'm really working to speak from a place of you, you you operate in this world from according to who you are, not how other people treat you. So if you're finding that you are getting some disrespect from men in your life, or you see how men treat women with disrespect, that does not mean you act disrespectful, right? Because what you put out into the world, you receive back. But even so much so is, who am I? Who am I? I am someone who treats others with respect, regardless of how the world views them, how the society views them, or how they may even treat me, I will always be this type of person. So I just wanted to really kind of bring this into a place of really beginning to understand men. And this week in particular, I want to talk about understanding your husband's vulnerabilities and really how can you support him. It, it it it's so interesting how as i become more and more in this space and how as i continue to grow i begin to see things in a different light and one of those things that i've begun to see is viewing the world through your inner lens through the eyes, your inner eyes. Uh, We're so used to living in this world through the view of our physical eyes and seeing the world from our physical perspective. I mean, really that's the only way we can exist in this world is through our five senses. And so we tend to lean on that as truth, what we see with our eyes and what we see and experience in our um, life, it becomes truth and reality. But more and more, I'm beginning to learn that you have to live from your inner eye. And what that means, basically, is to live by faith. Now, you may be saying, okay, what does that even mean? Why does that have anything to do with knowing your husband, understanding your husband's vulnerability? The reason why this is important is because as I am um, teaching this, you have to really begin to see beyond what you see with your eyes when you are interacting with another person. And if you do want to hear more about what, when I talk about faith, the, the, a lot of the misconceptions that we have been taught around faith very much has like a Christian or, or, um, mostly Christian. We th- we t- talk in terms of Christianity for faith, uh, faith in God and things like that. But it really is just, I kind of stripped that all down in episode 27, where you can, I really talk about what it means to live by faith. And being married and being with your spouse and any relationship beyond that requires an act of faith, meaning you have to see beyond what you see with your physical eyes. You have to begin to start seeing with your inner eyes. So one of the greatest vulnerabilities that men have is they have this deep fear, this feeling of inadequate in their ability to provide for, protect, and support those he loves. So from our ancestors and from times back we have uh, come to this place of evolution to where the man has all, has has this innate sense of protection and providing. When we were living off the land and living in the caves, it was the man that began to evolve with st- Physical strength and the bruteness of his body and even his psyche was very much had that more of aggressive um, characteristics because that gave him the ability to stand up against any dangerous threats that might come to harm his community harm his family, harm his children. And so he has this innate desire to protect and to support and to fend off any dangers that may come. And so if he feels as though he is not able to do these things, right? And in our society, we don't have bears generally coming to attack our families or cyber tooth tigers, right? We don't have these like obvious sort of things to, that could come and harm our families. But there's other ways that in our, in, our, in our society today that men feel this sense of needing to step up and they want to be able to f- provide financially. They want to be able to f- provide a nice home for their family. There's, not, there's something that makes a man feel so good and complete and whole and proud when he sees his family living and doing well. And so this is a limiting belief that will start coming out in men when they start finding or seeing or believing that they are unable to do this well. And the the, the real root cause, if you really kind of go down to what is underneath all of that, it's the it's the limiting belief that says I'm not enough. I have failed because I, there's something flawed within me that I am incapable, I'm inadequate. I don't have everything that it takes to provide and protect and to support those I love. If you kind of understand what it is that, that men desire uh, to provide for their family and to, how to support their family. And you find, you discover that they really want to protect and provide and and that their greatest fear is that they cannot do that um, and that that root cause is that I am not enough. He, he manifests that fear, that limiting belief through shame. It is the fundamental belief that you are bad or flawed. That is a dark Killer of so many people, I believe shame is the underlying cause of many, the majority of mental illnesses and the the depression and anxiety and all these things. Shame is is the dark epidemic. Um, Brene Brown calls it the silent epidemic because every single one of us deal with it, and we don't know how to talk about it. It is something that we hide because if you fundamentally believe that. there's something wrong with you, you're not going to go around just talking all about it, right? You keep it inside. You hide it inside. So when a man feels very inadequate and he feels like I'm not good enough, um, it manifests as shame. Now, how do they express it? If they're feeling shame, how are some ways that men will actually express this feeling of shame? And there are two major kind of end of the spectrums, how men will typically um, do this. Um, The first one is they will become very angry and aggressive. So when you see a man really just kind of shouting and raising their voice, immediately becoming defensive and sort of aggressive, that is a sign that he is expressing his shame. The other side of the spectrum is men will also withdraw or stonewall. And if you're not sure what stonewalling is, it basically means you get the silent treatment, you get the cold shoulder. It doesn't matter what you say or do, they will completely block you out. And you could, you're you just screaming at a stonewall. Uh, these are two different ways that men will express the shame. I am not in any way saying, giving excuses or saying it's okay that these behaviors happen. They are what they are. And the more you can see them for what they are, the less likely you will become combative with them. See, my hopes is that when, as you see this and know and understand, ah, I can see my husband's anger right now. It seems out of place. Maybe he shouldn't be I in my mind I'm like why are you acting like this? Why are you so angry about it? Why are you saying these hurtful things to me instead of taking it at face value, seeing the anger and judging the anger, you will be able to step back and say I'm going to turn on my inner eyes and I'm going to say what's really going on. How is he feeling shame? How is he feeling like he is not good enough. So now you have something to work with. Now you have something to unpack and pull apart. Now you have something that could possibly be a solution. Instead of continually banging your head against the wall, screaming and getting nowhere, you will now be able to see what's really going on underneath the surface now help is you as an individual, as a wife, as a friend, as a mother, as a daughter, dealing with a man in your life that you now start seeing how a man can respond to this deep feeling of shame, of inadequacy, of saying, I'm not good enough. Something that really reinforces that for a man, if they're already kind of feeling it, a lot of times they want to avoid it, right? We don't want to face the fact that we think we're we're not good enough. So we'll do things to avoid it as much as we can. That's very human nature. Um, but something that will, will kind of poke the wound, you know, the thing that will, will get you riled up and hurt and responding in that sort of way of aggression or stonewalling is going to be criticism. Criticism is the expressed negative feelings or, or opinions about their character or their personality. Now, I want to be very clear that there is a big difference between criticism and a complaint. Complaint is saying, for instance, let's say you asked your husband to take the trash out. The next morning, the trash has not been taken out. A complaint would be, hey, honey, I asked you last night if you could take the trash out and you said you could. And this morning, I noticed it's still not been taken out. I'm very disappointed that that has not been done. Would you be able to do that now so that the trash is not overflowing onto the floor? Done. Criticism is going to come in with a more severe cut. It's not going to just say what the problem is and then ask for the solution, it's going to start saying stuff like, you always do this. You never take out the trash. What is wrong with you? It becomes a slandering against the person's characteristics. And I understand how we can become very frustrated if this is a repeated pattern, right? There's sometimes that you have this continual frustration of something that repeats itself over and over again. But the minute you begin to criticize the person's, um, character or their personality by using words like you always or you never or saying things like what's wrong with you, this will then now touch to the person's character, to who they are as an individual. So what usually happens then if there's something that makes a man feel insecure or inadequate? It's not always coming from you. Um, but it can, it can be something, maybe even something at work or as something, a conversation he had with someone. These, this can come from anywhere. It's not always going to come from us as our wife, but a lot of times it it's expressed to us because it's human nature. I don't know why we do this, but we usually show the darker sides of ourselves to our spouses. That's who we unleash all the pain and wounded parts of ourselves. And so when you see this come up, when you recognize this behavior, this this anger or aggression or withdrawing and stonewalling, When you recognize it, you can then begin to, instead of heading it straight on with more aggression or anger, um, you will be able to come with more of a compassion and stepping back and really begin to solve the real root of what's going on in the conflict. Because that's usually when it shows up during the conflict. I also wanted to just kind of interject here why it is so much more difficult for men to have conflict with their spouse. It may not seem like it because men are usually really quick to be aggressive or uh, angry. They may raise their voices faster or jump straight to that 10 level of anger or frustration, but they actually have a much harder time with conflict. So when men get into argument, They their bodies will automatically dump cortisol into their body, which is a stress hormone. This is because this is kind of their flight or fight sort of hormones that will dump into their body and that gives them that aggression they need in the case of needing to protect their family, themselves, or anything like that. But what happens is their body does not release that very quickly. And so their bodies stay in this state of stress much longer than women. Women, we can go into conflict and we can uh, keep our minds sharp. We can keep going. And then as soon as the conflict is over, we actually can bring our bodies down to a, a more calm space faster than men can. And so what happens is is that men will have what is called flooding, meaning their entire body gets overwhelmed and flooded with this cortisol, this, this um, hormone, this stress hormone. And when their body gets flooded with it, they don't, they don't they cannot regulate it fast as, as fast as women can. And so that's why they will continue to go into that aggression. And then when they get too overwhelmed and in that place, that's when they will withdraw. And they will continue to try to avoid that cortisol dump if they know that there's going to be conflict. And that's a lot of times why men will resort to the stonewalling because they're doing all that they can to keep themselves from getting into that dump of cortisol that will flood their bodies. So if you know this about your husband, if you begin to pay attention and notice these sort of things, you can begin to really do some things from your end that can really support him, so that you're not continually coming into conflict where you're clashing, 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 and not getting anywhere. Really, the 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 goal in our relationships with our spouse is to is not to avoid conflict or to live in complete and total peace and harmony and agreement on any and all things. Instead, it's living in relationship with a person. And part of that foundation is to come to the table with love and respect and begin to see with empathy the other person's side so that you can then come to a place of resolution and restoration to continue to grow and evolve with love and belonging together. So some of the things that you can really begin to do is pay attention to how you criticize. I I don't mean how you come in with a complaint. I mean, how are you criticizing? How are you saying and doing things that are sending the message that you're not good enough? And you got to remember too that this isn't always verbal. I don't know about you, but I feel like us women are really good with passive aggressive things that we may say or do, those are just as harmful and just as damaging. So really begin to pay attention. How am I contributing to my husband feeling inadequate? How am I contributing to his vulnerability of feeling like he is not good enough? Am I criticizing? Am I coming at his character and his personality? Something else that you can do when you notice that he's reacting with anger, aggression, withdrawal, act with compassion, not pity for his insecurity. When you recognize what's happening, then you can take a step back and begin to see what is really going on. And instead of continuing head on Head clashing, you can begin to ask questions, maybe even step back until both of you have calmed down enough to where you can then come back to the table and talk about what the really underlining issue is because 99% of the time, the thing that we're fighting about is really not the thing we're fighting about. And something else that you can always do to help lower his defenses is with some sort of non verbal con- connection. If you recognize there's this withdrawal, this pulling away because of this fear of being inadequate, um, do, do see what you can do to really bridge that gap. Think of some kind gesture or a gentle touch, um, even taking a break. You know, a lot of times like Matt and I in our relationship, just a small little gesture of getting them a drink, uh, making them a little snack, uh, is, goes a long way to build that connection back to remind them that you are good enough, that I do love you and I am here to support you in what you're doing. Well, I hope this helps you in how you see your spouse and begin to really, uh, Practice using your inner eyes, your eyes of faith in your relationship. That's where we're going to be really using our faith muscles, is not taking what we see at face value, but really begin to see past that with our inner eyes. I am so grateful that you spent this time with me. And as always, I hope you have a wonderful time as you build an abundant life. I wanted to say thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you have a special gift that this world needs. Keep on growing. Keep becoming the better version of yourself. No matter what, stay present in this moment as you pursue an abundance.